Hello, and welcome to the Stool Pigeons podcast. I'm Harrison Davenport. And I'm Jack Jameswood. Jack, how are you doing? Pretty good. What have you been up to? Oh, not too much. I've been watching a few things on TV, watched Behind Her Eyes, and also been watching some Search Party. How about yeah, you? with uh, Bono's daughter. Yeah. yeah no topless she, uh, scenes. No topless scenes. Very disappointing. There are not any no topless scenes, just like in the Nick. Uh, you know, there's not even really any teasing. No, 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 no. You see, I think, uh, the ass of the black woman that the psychiatrist has sex with. That's right. Uh, I think she does have some stuff from previous shows, though. That chick does. Yeah, 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 but not Bono's daughter. That's right, yeah, nothing on Bono's daughter. searched meticulously on Google Images to find anything, and I was very disappointed. Have you, uh, seen, uh, WandaVision? No, I haven't. Is that, is that Disney Plus? Yeah, it is Disney Plus. It got a lot of good reviews, so I decided to uh, give it a whirl. I had um, decided not to watch it a couple of weeks ago because the first episode is literally like uh, an episode of Dick Van Dyke. It has kind of 90s look to it, or not 90s, but the 1950s look to it. And so I was like, oh, well, if this is just going to be a knockoff of Dick Van Dyke and Bewitched, I'm not really going to watch it. But then it turns like uh, by episode five into an entire Mar- Marvel movie. And they even changed the rating on the show from PG to TV 14. You mean in the middle of the show? In the middle of the show, yeah. So the episodes, like by episode five, it's uh, TV 14, which I think is pretty interesting. I was thinking like, what if they did by uh, like episode nine or whatever, which I think is coming up. What if they just did like an NC-17 rating? (laughs) So, So it went from PG, like a Dick Van Dyke thing, to just a complete, you know, it has like orgies and drug use and just very um, gratuitous profanity on the show. I thought that would be a pretty interesting move by Disney. Right. Just turns into Max after dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it but there's a (laughs) the latest episode is that one of the chicks uh, that's in the show, she's on one of the HBO shows. I think it's uh, it's called like Mrs. Not Mrs. Robinson, but basically the show should be called Mrs. Robinson, where it's kind of a MILF situation. Well, she turns out to be a Salem witch, (laughs) and she's in this like weird simulation with Wanda, who's uh, played by uh, Elizabeth Olsen. And it really doesn't make any a lot of sense. It's not a very good TV show, but it is interesting that they switch it up from, you know, kind of a bewitched program to uh, hopefully an NC-17 Disney-style program, which would be a huge innovation in television. Yeah, sounds like I might watch it if I get bored. There's really nothing else on. How how far are you in uh, Search Party? Search Party, I'm only on episode two. Uh, Behind her eyes, I'm on episode five. So we just started to kind of figure out her her powers, the ability to see people, uh, you know, while she's asleep. Yeah, which doesn't seem like it's a very good uh, like uh, superpower because she ends up uh, being like one of those sleep butterflies. So she ends up her parents' house like ends up burning down, <laughs> so she can't even do anything in the dream state except for observe people. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not really I mean, a it, superpower. Yeah, it did kind of fall apart, but there's only like I said, I think there's five and then six so we'll see how it goes i'll still finish it 
here's here's what I didn't get about the show. It's like, well, if you can't really go very far in your dream state, why don't you just put up cameras in your house if you can only go like half a mile? Like, what do you find out if you just have, you know, video cameras all around your house and would have the exact same thing? Right. But Bono's daughter seemed to be able to go much further. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Than other people. But basically the show is like, uh, it's okay for women to be stalkers is kind of the message that I got. Like it's, it's fine if women like in their sleep just start stalking other women and then violently threaten them. Right. But the big mystery in their relationship, there's so much buildup and you're like, what's going on? What's going on? And then it's like, she can see in her dreams and it's like, oh, Okay, so that that's it. Like you guys did such a great job of building this up, and then you just petered out in the end. Yeah, I've only got up to episode five, but uh, it it's unclear whether she can like possess other people as the like ghost fairy thing or not. One more thing about uh, about the show is like it turns out like they have built up to the first couple episodes that you know she's. She is mentally disturbed, and so they send her off to some, uh, you know, kind of uh, basically a loony bin kind of uh, uh, bedlam situation. And then so she meets this guy, and they form a very close relationship. And then it turns out that she just like kills him and throws him down a well. Do we know that though? Oh well, I- in episode five, I don't know if you've gotten that far, but yeah, I'm she- on episode five. I thought it was, I thought it was the husband who threw him down the well. <laughs> no, she just, she just throws this guy d- down the well and it's like, all right, let's move on. So she's not a very sympathetic, uh, character. Does it go into any detail why she threw him down the well? Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh yeah. Well, she said that there was some, there was something about, uh, oh, well he, uh, he shot up heroin or something. <laughs> although it's, it's not very clear what happened. Oh, like in the just, house. Yeah. And she told, yeah. And she uh, said it had to be out of the house because David was coming. See, I was wondering if it was her because the watch was at the bottom of the well. But then I guess it's the end of episode four where they flash and you see David at the top of the well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've totally spoiled this. This, this whole mini series. It's not very good. So yeah, it's, it's not fine. a huge spoiler. But yeah, I, I, I don't really get it because she's actually a, a pretty terrible person. I'm not really sure why the audience is supposed to like her. She <laughs> just throws this guy down at the bottom of the well and pretends that he's trash. Right. And then she later ends up shooting up heroin. Yeah. And here here's one of the other things that I don't understand about the series. Like if she can do the ghost fairy thing when she's sleeping and she proves it to the one guy, and it seems like it's very easy for her to just like get people to be able to do this like sleep travel thing. Why? Why doesn't she just show it to the David guy? Well, maybe, maybe because he just doesn't experience night terrors, or is that how she just like lures people in? No, I don't think so. Because the the one guy that she throws down at the bottom of the well, I don't think that he had any kind of like night terror. He just no, like, he did have night oh, terrors. He no, he did. Yeah, because he walked through the door. Well, that seems like a weird power. Like you have to have night t- terrors, but you also have to be able to remember the night terrors because that's what she said uh, when she's talking to. I don't oh, know. I know I, why the guy kills himself because he goes on his own like reconnaissance mission. Uh, like whenever uh, David and uh, Bono's daughter are having sex, and he walks in on it. So hold he, on. He, so so he decided he kills like, himself. Or she threw him down the well. No, no, no. no. He kills himself. 
I'm pretty sure I was only vaguely watching it, but um, he he goes on his own mission, right? And he decides like, okay, sweet, I have this power, so I'm just going to spy on them because David comes to the, you know, the mansion or the castle or whatever. And uh, so he goes into their bedroom and sees them having sex. And then the next day she's like, oh, yeah, I guess he overdosed on heroin. I better throw him down the well. Okay, so... Did she throw him down the well or did he kill himself? Okay, so he overdoses on heroin after using his uh, night terror uh, fairy thing. And he goes and spies on David and her having sex. And then I guess he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to end my life now. And so he shoots up heroin and he dies. And so she gets rid of the body by throwing him in the well. But she blackmails David by having his watch on the guy. So... She didn't kill him. She just disposed of his body down the well. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that guy was thinking was going to happen. Like, that they're in the bed together, and they're like, oh, yeah, like the uglier guy that doesn't have any, uh, uh, like, economic uh, stability whatsoever, who's way less attractive than the guy that I'm dating. Right, who was also sucking off the orderlies to get weed. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah because she was like how'd you get that weed he's like i sucked off the orderly but like apparently then he started having weed like every episode though so i mean <laughs> i guess he was just sucking off a lot of dudes just for basic things i honestly i have no idea about his character yeah Dude, it probably wasn't weed it's just oregano <laughs> Oh, that's good. All right, so do you want to jump into the Psychedelics Today interview? Yeah, let's talk about another thing that is, uh, you know, pretty crazy. Psychedelics and mind med. Yes, or that this guy, Joe Moore, actually has a successful enough podcast to have the head of mind med on there. So Yeah, he looks I know like an orderly, to be honest. <laughs> he looks like an orderly <laughs> yes. that would sell weed to get his dick sucked. <laughs> yes, and he would not care. Yeah, yeah, if it was that guy. I think he would probably also use his uh, fairy ghost powers to do a lot of spying myself if I had to guess. Oh, oh, yes. He looks like a total voyeur, like a guy who just watches people have sex in the bushes. So this is an audio medium. So for those of you who are wondering what we're who we're talking about, uh, just Google Psychedelics Today Joe Moore and uh, you'll get it. There will really be no explanation necessary. Yeah, the guy looks but, like an albino. Yeah, he does. He does. So he interviewed J.R. Ron, who is the head of Mind Medicine, which is doing a lot of testing of psychedelic products, so psilocybin, LSD. Uh, I think they have an Ibogaine product, but we're not really going to go into the background of it very much. It's really just more this interview. Uh, it's the first time I've heard J.R. Ron talk that's the first time i've ever listened to an interview with him and i'll be honest was not really impressed yeah Har harrison actually has some investments in mind med so that's why we've gotten interested in this as well as you know with the the nice GameStop run that's been happening over the last couple months where a lot of idiots are thinking that they're going to be able to take down hedge funds and create a lot of memes yeah but, yeah yeah, yeah. So I do have some mind med investments, which uh, have not been great. Uh, the last few days, the market's been doing really shitty and numinous. I also have some investments there. Also not doing great, but it'll come back. You got to buy the dip. 
as I always say. Yeah, you got to buy the dip because the market's going to go up either way. And if not, then, well, civilization's got to end if the market just craters. That's right. So let, let's talk about J.R. Ron and just some of the things he said that were interesting. Uh, so he was bashing Adderall, which the stool pigeons are big fans of Adderall. Uh, we, well, uh, pharmaceuticals in general. Yes, but specifically Adderall. And one of JR's quotes was, it can't be good to be given a stimulant in the morning. And I 100% disagree as someone who takes stimulants in the morning. Well, from, I think the, that, from the interview too, uh, you know, JR probably should have had a lot more stimulants. He used to be a fan of cocaine, probably should have stuck with that habit. Yeah, I guess I guess he just found Adderall too weak since he was so damn addicted to cocaine. Well, yeah, apparently they go through the list of they just mentioned a lot of like different pharmaceuticals and drugs. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've been addicted to that. It's very terrible for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 They were talking about the uh, like shut off switch for their upcoming LSD trials. This idea that you can, you know, have uh, LSD in a therapeutic setting and then you can just stop it somehow. And uh, the albino guy was like, oh. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, what about benzos or whatever? And he's like, well, benzos are bad for you. Trust me. I used to take 20 of them a day and barely function, even though this guy somehow was an investor his entire life. Said he, he forgot days and weeks at a time because he was just, he was just so high on benzos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the things about mind med that I've been, uh, wondering and, and about numinous too, is, is that they they haven't really figured out like how the regulatory framework is going to work because I know they're interested in in having uh, the trials or well the uh, medication take place uh, like through telemedicine. But whereas like Numinous and a lot of other ones are are trying to scale up to have clinics, and you know I I either either way you're going to have to change. The way that, uh, well, most of psychiatry and insurance and federal law are structured right now, and I seem very yeah, realistic. Yeah, no, to me. I, I, I agree. It's kind of uh, in Michael Pollan's book. He goes into it's how to change your mind. He goes into the importance of set and setting uh, and guided trips, and the importance of you know you can't just have like a white doctor's office, but in the Johns Hopkins trials. They had these rooms that were set up, you know, with like a couch and nice music and eye shades. And then you had a person guide your trip. I don't know about telemedicine. Yeah, I, I think the clinics are probably the best option. Then you have people who are trained to actually guide people's trips in a comfortable setting, though. Well, they already have um, like in Jamaica and a couple of other places that have some in Mexico as well as in Canada. They already have the clinics. And what they do instead of having someone that is a psychiatrist to be there the entire time is they more or less have guides, people that go through a certain amount of training and then allow them to administer it because there's not really any reason that someone that's a psychiatrist has to be there the entire time. Like you can come up with a strategy just to have guides to oversee the entire process. Right, which I, I think that's going to be important. But also, especially when it's someone's first time, like guiding them on the trip and just kind of helping them whenever they experience anxiety, saying like that's normal, that would probably be good as opposed to just telemedicine. Well, right. And, and 
and one of the things that he didn't really explain, uh, like how exactly that's going to work. Cause I mean, it seems to me like <laughs> there are so many barriers like FDA. Yeah. I was even reading, uh, the American Journal of Me- uh, Medicine, the uh, psychiatric journal, and that's what they were talking about, too, is that you're going to have to restructure a lot of federal law for this to even take place. And he didn't really even say anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can go ahead and already assume probably not going to have JR on. Uh, but yeah, wasn't impressed. Didn't find him impressive. Hot take. Maybe the worst uh, psychedelic CEO there is. Yeah, and I mean, this is uh, just the first one we've actually listened to, so uh, <laughs> I have not listened to any of the other ones, and I don't know who any of the other ones are, but by far the worst. All right, so do you want to jump into some of our Reddit stories of the week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we thought, you know, uh, the Stool Pigeons is really, you know, trying to solve problems and give advice, and uh you know, comment on the absurd. So what we're going to do every week is is try to find some, you know, undercovered stories, some things that, you know, you don't ever really hear on the news. So it comes from r slash uh, porn free relationships. Uh, and it is uh, titled uh, my boyfriend, uh, female 18, uh, boyfriend male told me that he masturbates in a sister underwear and other issues. Uh, she claims that my boyfriend has become so desensitized to porn and now our sexual relationship suffers because of it. He also stole his sister's used underwear and masturbated in it. I don't know what to do. Okay, so with this one, I'm, I'm going to skip around because I feel like this first paragraph I'm going to read highlights what we're dealing with here. So this paragraph reads, I care a lot about feminism, social justice, and issues in the world. I try to talk to him about toxic masculinity, etc., and his understanding for the most part. However, he once told me that he thinks that girls who wear chokers like to be dominated and are wearing chokers for someone or to come off sexual. He told me that when he would see a girl wearing one, that is what he would think which made me argue with him because girls do not, in all caps, wear anything for men. A choker is just a piece of jewelry that is trending right now, and to assume something like that from a piece of jewelry seemed misogynistic to me. But we talked through it for hours, and he understands and apologized. I truly believe he is still a good person. Many people think he is. <laughs> so just right there, that's what set the tone for me on this one. I mean, you can just tell where this is going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will now going on to the next one. He doesn't 100% completely understand his privilege. He listens to hip hop, loves streetwear, and appropriated AAVE once. I don't know what that is. Uh, I tried to tell him that black people are seriously disproportionately affected in America, and he understands that and does vote and care, but not in the way I think is enough. He is a bit politically unaware and dull, we're both non-black. Sometimes he has said some microaggressions, not racial ones, but ones about my personality experiences, etc., towards me or goes back on his word. But I talk these things out with him, and ultimately I do trust him. I may not understand because I'm extroverted and he is awkward. Whew, man, this chick is exhausting. Well, she's, she said that uh, you know he cares about the issue and that he voted. I'm going to guess that he voted for Trump. Oh, absolutely. That's all I was thinking, too. I mean, the whole the whole uh, description of, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, you know, a good sign of women that like to be dominated is if uh, they wear chokers. 
Right, and she's already, she's already managed to call him dull. She's right, called him he, politically he's not unaware that dull and as dull. We'll come to find out. Yes, yes, definitely not. Uh, however, yesterday after spending the entire day together, we were talking about our sexual relationship backstory. We hit, we had done things with each other multiple times and had sex maybe two to four times. I like the two to four. However, he can never penetrate me entirely or stay hard. This is why sex. he's strangling women. <laughs> He has erectile dysfunction as well, which initially made me blame it on myself because I've now never he's had 20 that years issue old, before. Just to be clear, <laughs> I know, and she's eighteen. Having uh, and it's in parentheses, having multiple partners before I met him, but having sex with only two people before. But then I realized that it was no one's fault. I tell him all the time that it's not his fault either. But after three months of trying, he only orgasmed once. And sometimes I stimulate him for about an hour until he stopped because he can't get anywhere. It is a bit disheartening. I I have had periods where I lose a little bit of attraction to him for a couple of days or so, but regain it back. He's not unattractive and he knows he is attractive and he is confident. So it is not an issue with that. He told me it was because before he met me, he was desensitized to porn. He had masturbated every day and watched a lot of porn and trained himself to only get off to that. I haven't watched porn about a year or more. I stopped watching it in my first relationship and realized how terrible and unethical the industry is a long time ago. I also am against the mainstream objectification of women. About two to three months ago, he stopped watching porn or jacking off to Instagram girls. I am currently not too jealous over this, but it has hurt me since I've had issues with this before in my past, and I haven't gotten off to anyone but him. And after yesterday, he said he would stop masturbating. I told him he didn't have to because everyone should be allowed to explore themselves, although I don't masturbate often. But he decided on that decision. So let's go back. He is dull. I mean, she's basically calling him an idiot saying that he might be a little bit racist and also his dick doesn't work. And, and now he's periods, 20 years old and she's 18. Now I'm not really, they've been dating for three months. So I don't know if he was just waiting until she turned 18 to ask her out. And uh, probably the reason she doesn't watch porn is because I'm sure this guy's uh, porn history is pretty disturbing and probably involves <laughs> lots of strangulation of women. <laughs> and he put, I mean, she also put, I've had periods where I lose a little bit of attraction to him for a couple of days or so, but regain it back. They've only been dating for a couple of months. Yeah. And I don't really, I don't really buy the whole medical thing. Like, oh, well, I was des desensitized to porn and that's why my dick doesn't work. <laughs> right before, before that, it was working perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, just be a man. Just come on. Or get some blue chew. Uh, yes. Get some blue chew. Absolutely. Which we are open to them sponsoring this podcast at any time. Uh, okay. Let's see. So she says, back to my main point. Uh, this guy's like, I mean, please help. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is pretty long. So, uh, one time he masturbated, he told me that he wore my garter belt and stockings lingerie that I had left at his place. I was fine with that. Well, that's a huge mistake. I asked him questions about his sexuality. He said back. <laughs> it cost $200 and he wouldn't give it back. I was trying he to said, take it back to Victoria's Secret, you know. <laughs> He's, I thought it would get him off, but he still couldn't get hard. 
He said he felt feminine and sexy in my lingerie. And although I found it odd at first, at first, I realized it was completely fine. And I encouraged him to explore his sexuality. I even proposed me bringing in a guy I used to be involved with for us to perform sexual things together. Or even if he wanted to just, just explore with a man himself. And I said that if he ever felt attraction to males to tell me and that I would be completely approve of it. I would like accepting care for him, whether uh, if he came out gay, bi, pan, or anything. So this person is just pandering to the audience, which you can tell, like trying to be understanding, but also like just having Freudian slips throughout this. Like, I'm totally fine with it, um, but I also think that he's really weird. Look, his, also, his serial killing fetish, his uh, Wikipedia history of uh, killing women and, uh, you know, using their skin as a human mask. Uh, I told him, you know, I, I'm accepting of whatever he's into. He's bi, pan, queer. And, and then the guy's like, yeah, I'm not into any of that stuff. Right. Also, they've only had sex two to four times maybe have been dating for two to three months, but they've been dating for two to three months and she's already trying to cuck him. Yeah. By bringing another person. Yeah. Okay. So continuing now, here is the weird part. We're just now getting to the weird part. Everything I asked very healthy. Yes. Very normal. Nothing wrong with this person. Uh, now here's the weird part. I asked him if he liked to wear women's lingerie overall or just mine because it was from me. He said, overall, I was fine with that pandering again, but then I asked how he knew or if he did it before he told me he had done it before. I was confused because I'm his first sexual partner. I asked him how he got female lingerie. He said he had stole his sister's. She is a year younger than him and older than me by a year. Okay, so she could just put she's 19 um, from her laundry and wore it about two years ago. He said it made him hard and he masturbated in it and came on it. (laughs) I, I was initially in shock. I, I'm gonna. Say, I, I'm so curious how she's gonna respond to this. I wouldn't have minded if he had done that consensually with a past <laughs> sexual partner. his sister, <laughs> but his own sister? Question mark. That seemed odd to me. I also know he. I also I like know how accepting that she is like yeah, of all lifestyles. <laughs> I also know he was pretty kinky and possibly even taboo things. Now, I don't know uh, this oh. from real experience because this dick doesn't work. <laughs> no, she okay. I also know he was into pretty kinky and possibly even taboo things despite not having a sexual partner at all before. I told him to take me back to the hotel I was staying at since he had picked me up. The car ride back was awkward, although I was calm and understanding. She keeps saying that she's definitely not understanding. I did not get angry once. I'm just still trying to process everything, even 24 hours later. That night, I asked him to meet me in my hotel. It was about 12 a.m. He came over and we talked. He had a hard time expressing himself and was awkward when I asked him about cross-dressing and told him I would be accepting of his sexuality. There we go again. He said he only thinks about me and never found a man attractive before. He said he knows he is straight and is so into women. Okay, if he said he's so into women, I don't think so. But anyway, but he just likes cross-dressing in a sexual aspect. I Okay. Uh, I thought that was fine and I didn't want to push different sexualities onto him. I just wanted him to know I would be accepting. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is wonderful. All right. So we're setting it up. They're at the hotel, you know, just talking now, things why, out. Why an 18 year old is living at a hotel? I would assume that she's in high school. I have no idea. Yeah, that's very unclear. That was never explained. Okay. So at the hotel, 12 a.m., we tried to do sexual things again, and he couldn't climax that night after about an hour of stimulation. But I did, even though it is very hard for me, and I don't do it often being female. After that, I asked him if he threw away his sister's <laughs> panties. <laughs> he said no, and that he washed them and put them back. I told him that was disrespectful and wrong. That's all you told him. I told uh, I told her that he probably shouldn't tell his sister in case she would be upset and their relationship would be ruined. No shit. But I also think she has a right to know and to throw that pair of underwear out. And well, well, now here I am. I haven't talked to him at all since he left my hotel room at 7 a.m. this morning. But we ended things positively, and I told him I liked him so much. And it's hard for me to catch feelings for people or like people because I evaluate personality a lot. That I didn't want to break up. <laughs> he he said he liked me. personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's... Oh, uh, we'll, we'll discuss this more, but he said he liked me so much and didn't want to break up either. And he cried. He sent me a text when he got back to his place saying he would nap and think about things. And he loved our date earlier. We had hiked in the woods. I don't know what to do. I don't know why I am not completely hating him or thinking he is some gross monster right now. Didn't she just say she was understanding, though? Uh, if I'd heard anyone else did this, I would immediately want to distance myself from them, especially since I'm very feminist and against the sexualization of women without individual personal consent. I can't help but think he is still a good person somehow that I still like him. Uh, TLDR, my boyfriend has never been desensitized, has been desensitized to porn, and now our sexual relationship suffers because of it. He also stole his sister's used underwear and masturbated in it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm kind of actually liking the girlfriend. I, I think she's a lot more accepting. I, I kind of like her. She's just opened everything. She's just like, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, except at the very end, she ruined it again with another slip by saying, I don't know why I am not completely hating him or thinking he is some gross monster right now, but she's thinking he's a gross monster. Yeah, everybody, like, everybody thinks that. Now, how yeah, everyone is this sister? You know what I mean? Is it, <laughs> yeah, like, who is an 18-year-old that's living out of a hotel? That does not seem to be a very good... Uh, uh, I don't. It doesn't seem like she has any kind of parents. Is she going to high school and living out of a hotel? Yeah, she has to have some some father issues, some type of issues. But this guy, I mean, let's get back to this guy. I I don't even know where to really begin with him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely definitely has some issues. Yeah, I think he's making up the whole. Oh well, I've been de desensitized to porn, and that's why you know I'm not really into you know normal sexual relations. But um, by the way, uh, some of my worldview uh, about sex is if you see a woman ever wear a choker, you can guarantee that she wants to be strangled. Oh, definitely, definitely. I don't know how you go to that. That's your just your first impression, like a chick wearing a choker. Oh, yeah. Watch that last night while I was wearing my sister's panties. Although at least he is a gentleman. He did wash the panties and put them back. He, he, yeah. he I mean, he did the work. I mean, he just he didn't just throw them in the laundry pile and move on. 
Yeah, that is something. That is something. <laughs> but would she be okay with it if it, if he got his sister's consent for the whole thing? That 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 would be even stranger. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The really the strange thing, the thing this guy needs to go ahead and learn quickly is how to lie. Like or just not tell someone that you're masturbated in your sister's panties. I yeah, mean, say I, it was I think, your sister's friend's panties that they left over from a sleepover. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything is more acceptable than, like, what that guy did. Like, yeah. I mean, there's no way that relationship can be successful. Just say it was your stepsister, even if it wasn't. Like, say, like, oh, well, don't worry, because, you know, we're not actually related. Yeah, I mean, it's only been two to three months, so... This this chick's probably not met this guy's family. Yeah, and now what? Now how could it be that he's desensitized to porn, but he gets rock hard whenever he wears his sister's panties? That's what I don't get. That's an inconsistency in the story. Yeah, I agree. It honestly, I mean, it seems like it could be a her problem. <laughs> yeah, or may or and you know she doesn't really follow up that much with like what happened with the garter belt. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Where's my stuff? Did he wash it? Did he give it back to her? We will never know. To be continued. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really get the... I didn't even know that chokers were back in. Chokers were big in the 90s. Like, among people that, you know, listened to, uh, like, Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson. Yeah, it was that crowd. And, uh... Oh, well, now I'm losing Skaters. It. Okay. Yes. Yes, the skaters. Kind of goth crowd. Well, and the people that had the barbed wire Goldberg tattoo. Oh, yeah, and uh, Evanescence, if you've heard of Evanescence. We yeah, can't play people, anything People that here. got, like, three DUIs or arrested several times before they were 17. Yes, and wore a lot of eye makeup. Let's see. Uh, did you want to do one more? Uh, yeah, let's see. Okay, this is uh, another uh, fat-shaming one that uh, we don't necessarily approve of, but we're in kind of a dilemma because, you know, the person... Uh, that they're complaining about does seem to interfere with our live uh, life, uh, and this one is from r slash uh, fat people stories, and it's called uh, "I Can't Take It Anymore Upstairs Neighbors." I'm having serious issues with the tenants living above above me, and not sure if there's anything I can do about it. I found a very affordable apartment near my college campus, and I'm currently locked into a lease for the next nine months. Not sure if I can make it that long. I've lived at the same apartment complex for three years and haven't had any issues until my upstairs neighbor moved in two months ago. Before then, it was a very pleasant complex. Friendly neighbors and everyone generally respected their neighbors. I thought I understood what loud upstairs neighbors were. (laughs) I thought wrong. There's a couple that lives above me. The woman is pretty petite, but her boyfriend is is a tall, overweight jerk that weighs every bit of 500 pounds. Now, here's what I don't get. Now, why is a very petite, small woman dating someone that is 500 pounds? I don't understand that either. I found that to be an interesting detail as well. I remember the day they moved in. Someone above me was walking around in the living room, and I didn't just hear the thuds from their footsteps, but it sounded like the fucking floor was about to split in half. I can feel the entire unit shaking whenever this guy's walking around his unit above me the items on my shelves and picture frames on the wall rattle the shaking is so violent whenever he moves i do not even attempt to hang any pictures on my walls anymore 
they do not stay uh, on for longer than a week, especially when this guy throws his weight down on whatever he's sitting on. This guy is so gross. The walls aren't paper. Uh, the walls aren't paper, but you can hear your neighbors playing loud music or yelling very faintly. Whenever this guy was in his apartment, I would hear this deep croaking noise. I wasn't sure where it was coming from, but at first, after stepping out to the balcony to investigate, I discovered the guy belching again and again. Their window was open and I could hear this fat fuck belting out belch after belch. Their floor, floor plan was identical to mine, and I wish it wasn't. I wish their bedroom wasn't directly above mine. I wish I wasn't afraid of this unreasonably fat fuck crashing down through the ceiling on top of me. I've had to sleep in the living room several times because it legitimately sounds like they're about to come through the floor whenever they have sex. They have sex at least once a day, and it's fucking horrifying to hear. It sounds like a bomb is going off again and again. Once Who's this one? Day. I'm more interested in, in what's going on with this woman. It's the one guy from the previous story who jacked off in his sister's panties. It's his sister. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's just traumatized. <laughs> she just wants like, you know, I don't know, some kind of like, I don't know. She she just imagines that uh, fat people are very protective. And so she oh, uses yeah. him, you know, to uh, she, so she doesn't have to worry about her psychotic brother taking her panties. <laughs> Okay. Structurally sound actually is this building. If the entire like complex starts to shake anytime this guy's moving around, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It def doesn't sound like there's concrete floors in between. No, no. And <laughs> I mean, are you putting up like the pictures and everything else in your uh, house? Right? Like, is he literally knocking down like all the mirrors and everything else? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could have a reasonable complaint about this. I mean, if he was 500 pounds, I don't even see how he gets through like a door very well. I don't think she ever says I don't I don't know if she ever, you know, says anything about whether he leaves the house or not. <laughs> Maybe this woman just has him trapped there as a prisoner. <laughs> oh, I can visibly see the ceiling bowing underneath his weight. Now, this does not seem to be a very structurally sound building. If if part of the building, you can actually see some kind of outline of the ceiling coming down. I think that's more of a contractor issue and not necessarily a, <laughs> yes. an overweight issue. Like this, this seems to be a very dangerous building. If, you know, no one in your complex can weigh more than 200 pounds. Otherwise, like your pictures and your mirrors and everything just fall off the walls. Like, I don't know. That this seems like maybe this wasn't a very good building to begin with. Um, now, I know that they have a steel bed frame because you can hear the metal groaning and creaking very loudly when he's in it. It's fucking gross to, to know these two, but I figure out that the belching was somewhat intentional. I thought it was some sort of condition at first. He belches all the time whenever he's at home, but it always seemed to pick up considerably <laughs> a considerable amount whenever they start banging each other. It's fucking sick. So th this woman, I, I don't know if it's actually the man that, that is really gross or disgusting. I'm wondering, I mean, so he's just belching during sex and this woman's just a petite woman. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, cause this guy has to, I mean, I mean, he has to be on his back. Like she has to be on top because he would kill her. Right. Like there's no way he's in a good enough physical condition to even support himself. Yeah. So, um, 
One night, I couldn't take it anymore and banged on the ceiling with a broomstick, and they responded with intentionally making more noise. This after uh, this is after uh, I left a note on their door and politely tried to stop uh, by their unit after work a few times, but they never seemed to answer their door. I purchased a box fan and a white noise machine to help drown it out, but you can still hear them clearly above everything. The saving grace has been my noise-canceling headphones. Yes, it does help, but I can't wear them all the time or sleep in them. I'm desperate for something. I've talked with my landlord several times, but he says there's nothing he can do. I told him about the floor and the walls shaking and cracking, and he says everything has been built to code. (laughs) (laughs) That does not seem very reassuring. And I can't file a complaint uh, for normal living noises, but this isn't your typical normal. In their defense, they also pay rent and have the right to have sex and hang out in their place, but it's gotten unbearable uh, uh, to put up with. Has anyone else dealt with something like this before? And any advice would be helpful. Not sure if there's much I can do, but being able to rant a little bit helps. Did you check out any of the comments? Yeah, I did. I did. But it it seems they seem pretty. uh, They're okay. They're okay for this one. But I just I keep going back to the the. the guy with the sister's panties and it's hilarious that a 500 pound person's dick works better than his <laughs> yeah I don't, I, now i don't understand what the uh so whenever they're having sex he's just belching all the time yeah i don't get that either i mean that is this guy sounds pretty disgusting now i don't believe this landlord either when he's just like oh yeah the floors and the walls shaking and cracking oh yeah that's that's you know everything's up to code this should not be happening 500 pounds is not that much so so would the same thing happen if three people were over that weighed you know 200 pounds this does not seem like a very structurally sound building Right. Everything was built to code. It feels like this guy, the person who owns the building, now, look, uh, has been the, asked if, that if before. the ceiling has an indentation because there's one man, uh, you know, walking across the floors, that's totally normal and it's up to code. Okay. There is a, there is a pretty good comment. So one person commented on this and said, I feel for you, my man. I have been in kind of the same situation since May when a 450 pound neck beard gamer moved in above me. He's been a shut in since he moved in. He sometimes leaves for about an hour once every two weeks or so. I know this because he parks right next to me and we live uh, somewhere with snow. His truck will be covered with it for weeks at a time. When he does leave, it's for groceries. And when he comes back with multiple giant boxes of frozen waffles and chicken tenders my main problem with him is that he has set up his gamer nest with anime girl pictures on the walls right above my bed he plays video games all night every night until 4 5 6 a.m and sleeps all day whenever he makes any sort of movement his chair creaks and sounds like it's about to fall apart it's so loud i asked him to put a carpet or something under and he said he would try and never did anything he also constantly screams in his voice chat thankfully he has a headset so i don't have to hear his games but that's a small consolation the stomping when going to the bathroom or getting food is also crazy i'm I'm normally a very live and let live kind of guy, but I despise that loser. <laughs> he hits all the check marks of the people they make fun of in r slash tendies. It's uncanny. I never thought I would actually meet someone like that, but here we are. 
I was also told they wouldn't do anything as those were normal noises. I haven't had a full night's sleep since he moved in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad to see that this is a very common problem throughout America. Yeah, I, uh, what is this? What is this r slash tendies? Okay. Oh my, oh, yeah, this, this, yeah, this looks like a gold mine. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, for people that uh, are mentally disabled or act like they're mentally disabled. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to check that out. All right. Um, Let's see. Was there anything else that you wanted to uh, to do? Yeah, we we could do a quick uh, politics rundown. I can sum it up in uh, one sentence or two. Nothing happened, and all the policies that Trump had in place are continuing in place under Biden, and uh, the outlook for the future looks like nothing's going to change. And uh, if anything does, uh, the stool pigeons will let you know. That's right. But going forward, our updates on the Biden administration are probably going to be under 30 seconds. Yeah, because nothing's going to fundamentally change. That was a Biden promise, and it looks like that's going to be the only one that he actually uh, follows through on. Yep, sounds good. All right. That's the politics rundown. All right, Jack. Well, you want to go ahead and get out of here? Yep. And we'll see you guys next time on the Stool Pigeon. Yeah, and quick reminder uh, to follow us on Twitter at the Stool Pigeons. And please rate, subscribe, and review if you're listening on a platform that allows for you to do so. And finally, our premium episodes are available on Patreon. Just search for the Stool Pigeons. Yes, we do. It is the Stool Pigeons Podcast at gmail.com. And so if uh, you want us to uh, look into any issue, whether it is uh, financial advice, uh, sexual advice, or just to rant, you can uh, connect with us uh, through that uh, Gmail account. What was it again, uh, Harrison? It is the Stool Pigeons Podcast at gmail.com. Sweet. And All also, right. oh, if you want to leave a review or you want advice or you have questions uh you can put those in your review and we will try to get to them right that sounds good unless you have a one-star review in which case please do not rate us on itunes yeah please do not do that that will sink us pretty quickly all right well that's the pilot and thanks for listening